Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You tune into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, boxing. Boxing, boxing, boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect like we like to do every now and then on Wednesdays. You know, that goddamn coronavirus is taking a big toll on the boxing world. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> coronavirus! Coronavirus! That is real! It was real. It was real for a second, but it seems like everything is back as usual. We've got an NBA champion. Now we've got an MLB champion, both somehow coming out of L.A. Not sure how that happened, but congratulations to those guys. Football season is on its way. I think the Pac-10, the Big Ten, they're deciding to play college basketball. I mean, college football. We're looking good. And most importantly, boxing has been making a slow but steady comeback. Yeah, we had the Charlo brothers fight not too long ago. Two weeks ago, we had Kiafimo Lopez putting a hurting on Vasily and Lomachenko, making them make excuses about shoulders hurting, using a Pacquiao excuse, getting his ass whooped, you know, all kinds of stuff. But this week, we've got three pretty good cards that are on, you know, they're coming up this weekend. We've got a pound-for-pound boxer. We've got two division championship belts on the line type of fight. And really we've got, I'm sorry, we've got two pound-for-pound boxers this weekend. Two pound-for-pound boxers, a Mexican legend, an under-25-year-old champion that's supposed to be the next guy, you know, a fight where Two belts are on the line, but this isn't for unification. This is just for two belts that are in different divisions on the line. Then week of uh, weekend of boxing, man. Um, you know, I had a good week. You know, as y'all know, I'm in that oil and gas field. Oil and gas is looking real weak right now. Your boy caught the axe not too long ago. Got that pink slip. You know, they they showed your boy some love since I've been doing an excellent job for about five or six years at this job, so I got a little severance. But I came up on a job real quick, looking good, you know, haven't been firing up for the last, you know, I, I stopped smoking for about a good year, was firing up, stopped smoking probably about two or three months ago, 
take the drug test today, so y'all wish y'all boy y'all boy luck. Uh, should be something pretty good. Getting back into that pure engineering field, man. What 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 which I like to do, man. But so a lot of things going on on this end. Uh, excited about the boxing. Like I said, we got three good cars. One's gonna be on during the daytime. Uh, one on on the zone, one on ESPN, I believe, and one on Showtime. And you know, while I'm you know beating around the bush, let me tell you exactly what we've got this weekend. We've got Javante Davis versus Leah Santa Cruz. This is for the Javante Davises. Now, you know, I lied when I said I didn't lie when I said two the two belts were on the line in this fight, um, but one of them is fake. Javante Davis has the fake super featherweight WBA lightweight championship. Leo Santa Cruz is the real WBA super featherweight world champion. They'll be putting both of those belts on the line uh, Saturday night on Showtime. I think it's a pay-per-view fight, which I don't understand why. Uh, I believe it's Showtime pay-per-view. I got I to gotta look that up to make sure. Uh, we've got the monster, Naoye Inui, um, putting up his IBF and WBA bantamweight titles against Jason Maloney. Uh, I need to look exactly what Maloney brother this is. Remember not too long ago when the coronavirus, uh, when we, when they started boxing, when they were boxing, it seems like every Tuesday and Thursday or something like that, they had the two brothers putting their titles on the line. One of them won, one of them lost. I'm not sure which Maloney brother this is, but I'm going to uh, look into that right right now. And also, and Anui is a, is a pound-for-pound top ten type of guy, especially in the ring magazine. I think they might have him as number as number eight or so. Let me look. I'm looking right now. Uh well, I'll look here in a second. And also we've got another pound for pound guy, Alexander Usyk, former undisputed cruiserweight champion, fighting a guy that's been around the block many times, a guy that's been slept many times, a guy that's done a lot of sleeping, um, Derek Chisora, a guy that I like, a guy that proves that you don't have to be undefeated to make, make money in this boxing game. Um, Derek Chisora, he's a he's a character. Seems like they love him over there in the U.K. He's a, He's got the War Chisora song. Even though he gets his ass whooped, seems like everybody everybody loves him. Uh, this is a big fight for him to see if he's coming back, man. But so we got three good cards. Uh, Mario Barrios, another Texas Mexican champion. You know, I got to show love to my my essays out there in San, in SA, San Antonio. Mario Barrios, he's going to be on that Davis Cruz card. But besides that, man, we got a, a lot of boxing. I think we uh, we do have RC on. He sent a text message that I just really just saw talking about my boy uh, uh, Chavez Jr. got robbed in this videotape. So we're going to talk about that. Seems like he's uh, married to um, El Chapo's son's ex-girlfriend or something like that. So he might be getting that work, um, you know, but who knows. But with that said, let me take it to my man, 
100 grand out there in Central Valley, California. The host of the regular show, Sunday Recap, where we talk about all kinds of nonsense. My man, tag team partner, RC. RC, what's poppin', bro? Oh, man, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Every time we get to do this thing, podcasting and then in Boston talking, just catching up with the fellas, it's always good, man. Uh, especially during the midweek, you know, it's just um, usually Wednesday is the day where we don't get to have football and things like that. We've been so spoiled now with football Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, shit, Tuesday even with the uh, Tennessee Titans COVID issues. And Wednesday is always the day where they're like, there ain't shit on TV, bro. For me, I don't really watch like a lot of television shows or, you know, binge watch much things like that on Netflix, so... When uh, when we can do this on Wednesdays and talk about big fights, especially coming up with a, a lot of guys that I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend, uh, you know, Alexander Usyk, uh, Nahayo Inouye, um, you know, I, I'm excited for it, man. Like, knew these fights were coming up, but now that it's all coming up this weekend, it just makes all for the better. So, man, it's good to be here, bro. Uh, we got a whole lot to talk about. So, um, you know, let's just get to it. All right, man. Uh, as we're waiting for everybody to come in, they were asking about the show, but they're not in yet. So we'll start it off with we won't start talk about the main event of the weekend. We'll start it off with a guy that I think you're interested in, um, Na Naoa Anui. I don't know how to say his name, aka the Monster. He's mm-hmm. putting up his. He's putting up his WBA Super World Bantamweight uh, title and his IBF World Bantamweight title against Jason Maloney, one of the Maloney brothers. Now, when we started it up, I was trying to see exactly which Maloney brother it was um, because, like I said, when boxing was first kicking off with the coronavirus, we had Tuesday and Thursday fights every weekend, I mean every week for about a month. Uh, both these brothers fought on the same card. And Jason is the one that won. So that's good. He, I think he won some kind of, I don't know if it must have, I thought he won a belt, but it must have, his brother must have been the champion. But he won, um, made the guy quit, whooped his ass, Leonardo Basie. Um From what I saw of Jason Maloney, he's pretty good. Australian guy, you know, um, fast. Well, that's nothing, you know. They're all fast at the bantamweight. But he's a pretty good fighter, man. But this kid, Anui the monster, uh, he's the real deal. Like I said, he is a pound-for-pound guy. I was trying to look exactly what they had him on in Ring Magazine, but they're not not letting me check it out right now. But for some reason, I want to say he was – he, he was number eight or something like that. Um, but he's the real deal, man. Somebody who's knocking everybody out. Um, his record is 19 and 0, 16 KOs. Japanese monster. He's out there doing his thing, man. I, I really enjoy watching him fight. Little guy out there. Um, but he's the real deal. So Ring Magazine has him as number three. That makes no sense. Yeah, Ring Magazine. They're uh, they're, they're smoking weed. 
They got Canelo number one, Lomachenko number two. So these are old. Nui number three. Yeah, yeah, they're smoking for sure. They got Canelo one. Yeah, I mean, Canelo, he could be one, but all of these guys over Crawford, that makes no sense. But Nui, he's a, you know, big punching Japanese monster, has lived up to his moniker, devaluing all before him and roots claiming titles at 108, 115, and 118. So, you know, he's a three-division champion. Um, he's unified, I guess, with the – what did I say? The I – I think he's got the fake title, the IBF. No, that, that's the real one, IBF. That's the, that's the real title, right? What is the fake title? I always get that mixed up. You got the WBA, WBO, WBC, the IBF. And what's the other one? The one that uh, uh, WBO, WB, WBC, IBO, IBF, and uh, IBO, uh, IBO is yeah. the yeah IBO is the, the the one nobody cares about. So yeah, so he's got two legitimate championships, um, and he's gonna be fighting Jason Maloney, and probably you know a fight that Jason Maloney probably pretty much has no chance in on Saturday night on ESPN. Man, I know you were excited about this guy. RC, you know, you mentioned it in in the uh in the infamous group message that you you don't see any upsets like Lomachenko next week, man. How do you see this guy? Are you excited to see his fight and how do you see it going, bro? I see you there. Oh shit, my bad. My mute was on. Fuck, that was a rookie mistake. My bad. Um, I'm excited, though, man. Uh, Nahayo Inouye, um, he's a little guy that hits hard as fuck, man. And it's rare to see a guy who can take some big shots. I mean, the fight that he just had with Nonito Donare was a fucking, you know, classic. This shit was a badass fight. I liked it. Um, before all this pandemic shit started, they were doing that shit for the, at the, uh, the Muhammad Ali Classic Tournament over in the UK. That shit was looking badass, man. It was all nice. And no, I don't know you. And then he's just been wrecking dudes, man. And um, you know, it's it's funny too, cause I was like, you know, Jason Maloney, don't really uh, a guy nobody's worried about like we used to label people. You know, he's actually made it for interesting speaking about this fight. He said that he asked for the Inouye fight, and now it's time to bring the titles back to Australia. So he's uh, tugging at the cape of Superman, so to speak. You know. He's uh he's daring, daring to be great and good for him, but um at least he's bringing some some sort of uh, attitude I guess to this fight. To I mean I'm sure anybody who goes into a fight has self belief, but you know this guy's a little different. Nahayo <clears throat> Inouye. So um you know I you know we've seen these Australian fighters come over and and have success through career resume resume wise goes, but um. I like what I see from Nahayo Inouye, and he just keeps getting better and better every time I see him. Um, goddamn, he's, he's been hurting guys, man. This little dude hits too fucking hard. It's crazy. I see why they call him the monster now. I follow your boy on over on IG and them. My man's over there living over in Japan like goddamn, uh, you know, who's the, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and shit like that, you know? So he he's living the life, beating dudes up and then, 
doing his little thing on the side over there in Japan. So I'm a big fan of Nahayo Inoue, and I expect to see him do nothing less than what we've been seeing, and that's getting him out of there by stoppage. He's going to knock him out. I don't know which round it's going to happen, but I know for sure Nahayo Inoue is going in there and knocking that Australian the fuck out. And I'm all for it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you, you reminded me of that fight against Donary, his last fight. That was an excellent fight. Donary, one of the, uh, you know, the old guys going back down to his, going back down to Bantamweight, putting up a pretty good fight. But yeah, he tested um, him. It was a yeah, that was a good fight. test. I think it, I think it won. It was like up for fight of the year. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, bro, it was a badass fight, man. That shit was going on during the day. Um, on DAZN, I remember just putting it on with, Even with some of my homeboys who are casual boxing fans They're like, bro, that was a badass fight Like, uh, Noye got tested in there a little bit Because, you know, Daenerys, he had the body size on him a little bit And he used that shit, but that was a hell of a fight Yeah, hell of a fight But, you know, Daenerys did his thing, but he lost unanimously um, and lost the, for the, for both of those belts. I think Daenerys was the champion then. Obviously, he must have been the uh, the WBA champion somehow. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but that's when he got those two belts. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward. Like you said, Maloney. Maloney. From what I remember of him, you know, it wasn't anything super special, but I remember his brother getting his ass whooped and then him coming in and fighting and looking pretty good. <laughs> Uh, stopping the guy, yeah. so you know, I think, um, and his brother was supposed to be the better one, I believe. His brother was undefeated, and he got his ass whooped. So then he fought, uh, and uh, yeah, he's all right. You know, he's no Delnary, so you know he's probably going to sleep. But he's a tough guy, one of these tough Australian guys, and uh, you know he's twenty-one and one with eighteen KO, so he's got a little pop. His last. What one, two, three, four, five? His last four fights have been uh, stopped. You know he had a split decision loss against uh, Manuel Rodriguez back in eighteen, and then after that he had four straight stoppages. So you know he's out here trying to give boys the blues, but mm-hmm. you know he probably has nothing on Inui, and we'll see how that goes, man. We'll be checking that out. Saturday at ESPN, man. Um, I think we got another one of the homies in here, a guy whose city has won two championships within the last what month or so. You know, bought and paid for. Um, <laughs> you know, so with, with, with no further ado, we're gonna take it out there to Inglewood to my man, the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast, our homeboy JP. <laughs> A.K.A. Mr. Pennington. Mr. Pennington, what's going on, sir? <laughs> and, oh, shit, just... Just on this high, man. This championship high. Just on the championship high, dude. Just on the championship high. Hey, man, you didn't say anything about the uh, the Dodgers winning the championship. You probably... I just told you that right now. I'm not talking about you on the championship high. You didn't even know they won. Chill right now. You know? <laughs> Just on the championship high, my man, Willa, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, uh, two major franchises within a week or so, bringing, bringing your city titles, but uh, just on the championship high, man, how you doing? 
Oh, I'm doing good, man. You know, just 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 chilling, living life, man. But you know, we don't want to hear none of that bullshit, man. You didn't even know the Dodgers won until I just told you. With that said, man, we're talking about this Anui versus Maloney fight, man. You got any thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I'm man, you with the monster. I am not, and this will be my my time to get familiar with them. I I tend to gravitate very slowly towards our our Asian our Asian brothers. Uh, to Zeus Chiming being sold so high to me, and then it was just you know oh, man. we've seen a couple of the a, a couple of these guys come and do flashes in the pan, and so we'll see, man. Uh, I, I'll get to know them this fight. Been excited to see who they've all raved and ranted about, but uh, you know I I haven't seen one of these guys yet that had any staying power, and uh, so we'll see. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Well, he's been a pound for pound guy the last couple of years. Three division titleist. Ring Ring Magazine has him at the number three pound for pound guy, which is sort of you know sort of ridiculous. But that, but that's mm-hmm. with uh, that's even with Lomachenko. I, right I guess that's be. I guess that's before Lomachenko took the loss. So Lomachenko's probably moving down. They might have him as number two. They got mm-hmm. Canelo number one, Lomachenko number two, and Nui number three, Crawford number four. So <laughs> we see these yeah, guys. I don't know how, they, how they got Canelo at one? That's beyond me. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that at all. If if anybody got a list or if Canelo's number one, like, just talk to me about baseball or something. Yeah. Well, you know, Canelo Canelo is arguably number one. He has one L, and that was the <laughs> that was the Mayweather. And when you look at everybody's resume compared to Terrence mm-hmm. Cropper, who I have number one. But you can make that argument that he fought way tougher opponents than Terrence Crawford and Lomachenko and Anui. But Anui is a three three division champion, so you know, much love to him, man. Much love to him. So, uh, with that being said, let's get on to the next fight that we're going to talk about while we're. Waiting on, waiting on old Seattle time and come on in. Let's talk about the next topic. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. We brought it back. So we got over there in the U.K. a daytime fight, a fight that I might or might not be checking out. Both of these guys, I'm a fan of both of these guys. Um, Alexander Usyk, former undisputed cruiserweight champion, making his second mm-hmm. heavyweight uh, fight against rugged, tough, shit-talking Derek Chisora. You know, Derek Chisora is one of those U.K. brothers that I don't consider the normal U.K. brother, even though he gets the normal <laughs> U.K. brother treatment. You know, he's been knocked out plenty of times. Well, I say plenty of times. Let me... Let me look up exactly how many times he's been knocked out. He's been knocked out three. He's been knocked out three times. Um, last one was by Dillian White. Um, 
But he's a guy that, you know, I, I grew to love him by all the shit that he talks, by the, by the type of fighter that he is. He's not, he's not going in there to box. In fact, he says, you know, he doesn't really think he has the best boxing skills. He's going in there to fight. And he's going to give it all he got from round one until he gets tired, which is usually what happens. But, um, you know, he's coming off a TKO of uh, David Price, who used to, who was supposed to be something big, but he's not an author Spilka. But what really made me love him was when he threw the chair, when he threw the table at Dillian White and uh, Eddie Hearn at a press conference. You know, this is a guy who does a lot of shit talking, but he seems like he's a real one. And he's a big-ass dude, you know. And he's going to be fighting uh, guys that they have pound for pound. What did I say? He was no, he was pound for pound number five, Ring Magazine. Um, and that is, you know, I, that's where I got him. I got him around five or six in my thing because he was an undisputed fighter, a guy that was whooping everybody's ass, a guy that uh, got plenty boxing skills. You know, he's he's of that Lomachenko type of elk where he's got the, the foot movement. He's not doing all that pivoting and stuff like that, but he's got the foot movement. He's got the skills. He's got the pedigree. And he's trying to become a heavyweight champion, moving up from cruiserweight. And um, I think he's got a tough fight against him with Derek Chisora because he doesn't have that kind of pop. Uh, Alexander Usyk doesn't have that kind of uh, pop when it comes to his his, uh, his punching ability. So I don't think he's going to be – Knocking out anybody. Um, I'm trying to see how many times he's got he's got knocked out, but uh, or how many knockouts he has. But they're not letting me see it. We got it on here. 13 knockouts. So I mean, 13 out of 17 isn't that isn't that bad. But we saw against Hunter his last fight that his punching power isn't really isn't really what it's supposed to be. But he has the technique. He's going to be the best, the top skilled heavyweight in the game. He's going to have he's going to be the best heavy, the heavyweight with the best footwork, but he's also going to be one of the smallest heavyweights. And as we saw with uh the Dillian White versus uh who did he fight? Pro, pro uh Provecan fight that with when it comes to these heavyweights, these big ass dudes. Yeah. One one punch can end it, and when you're only when you're coming there, you're fighting a guy who probably weighs, I don't know how much Derek Chisora weighs, but he's they say he's they got him at six one and a half. He probably weighs two hundred and thirty, two hundred and forty pounds. This is a big ass dude. He's gonna be fighting somebody who probably weighs one hundred and ten pounds, and he and he's not that tall. It's not like a you know, similar to Deontay Wilder coming in weighing a hundred and I mean two hundred and five, two hundred and some pounds, but this is an even smaller dude. Um he's gonna have to do a lot of moving, a lot of shaking and baking, but I think Usyk will be able to do it. Um even though I like Jazora, like I said, even though I treat him as he's not a UK brother, whenever it comes to his big his big fights, he usually loses them. And I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna happen this time. Even though he can probably, man, <laughs> he could probably get he, you know if he hits 
Usyk, we're going to see what kind of shot he can take because that's going to be a big blow. Like I said, my man has uh, 23 knockouts out of 32, so one would say his his punch isn't that, isn't that ferocious either. But he's coming in a fight. He's coming in a brawl. But I think Usyk has what it takes to, uh, you know, to keep the man out of him and play the matador in this in this game and just move around, punch. Might not be a pretty fight. You know, Usyk might, you know, now I'm thinking about it, Chizor does get tired a lot. He does get tired at the end. Usyk isn't going to get tired. Um, you know, we might see some kind of battery stoppage in the late round. Uh, I might be, I might want to put some money on that. I'm going to see what the odds are for Usyk stopping Chizora. Not that he's punching that hard, like I said. Not that he's going to knock him out. But it could be a battery, uh, a, a beating, as Shazora sort of winds down from chasing Usyk all over the ring, man. So I think my my official prediction is going to be a technical stoppage or a retiring on the side. Well, no, Shazora ain't going to retire. Ain't going to retire on the side. A technical stoppage in the tenth round, and that's going against. Uh, you know, what I was saying at first with him being a smaller guy. But now that I think about it, Chizora's going to be tired. He's going to get beaten up, and it's just going to be a battery, and they're going to stop the fight in the 10th round. R.C., Usyk versus Chizora, first of all, tell me what you think about these two gentlemen. Like I said, Usyk is a ring magazine, top five pound-for-pound boxer in the game, making his second heavyweight fight against a guy who could be labeled as a, you know, a gatekeeper in the game. So he's trying to open that door to get to the bigger fight, uh, to get to those championship belts. Um, what do you think about this fight? How do you see it going, RC? I know why he likes it, because he'd be talking all kinds of shit, like how when he was talking shit to Eddie Hearn, what was it, the Progress Taylor fight when he was on the undercard, but he wanted to get paid more because he was the headline in his mind. Pay me my fucking money. I I, I know what you. I, I I see why you like Chizor. I think I like Chizor too. I'm I'm not mad at him or nothing like that. And I think that Alexander Usyk is a fucking psychopath. He's crazy. <laughs> he's a crazy guy. I like him. He's a he's out there. He's a, you know a weird guy, but a hell of a fighter. And uh, I think in fact, I think Alexander Usyk is gonna knock Chizor the fuck out. Um. And no disrespect, nothing like that. But I think Usyk is just on that path where he just keeps getting better, man. And, he's, you know, I think he's going to be fighting extra hard because his heart's broken because his boyfriend, Vasil Lomachenko, lost to Tiafimo Lopez. And you know how close those guys are. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Chizora gets hit with something and he hears, you know, like a whimpering sound on the other end coming from the man who's actually – making the other guy whimper on the inside. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I like Alexander Usyk a lot, and especially in this fight, I could see him getting Chizora out of there in an emphatic fashion, too. I think he's going to put together a lot of punches that are going to uh, do some big damage. And, um, you know, just we'll, we'll see. Uh, hopefully hopefully the Chizora can land a big shot on him so we can see how Usyk would um, recover in the heavyweight division, you know, moving on up from cruiserweight. But I don't know if we're going to see that tomorrow because Alexander Usyk, Alexander Usyk is that good. And um, I expect to see him get in there 
and knock Chisora out. I mean, if it takes longer than seven rounds, we got a problem here with, you know, how good Usyk is. So, uh, but I'm also looking forward to that one too, though. Well, I mean, Usyk ain't punching like that. You know, I don't know if he's knocking him out there. Though. I think I think uh, Chisora's going to have to be – he's going to have to be tired. I think he's got to be where he's going to be worn down. He ain't going to knock him out. He got knocked out by big ass Dillian White. Dillian White probably outweighs Usyk by 20, 30 pounds. So, you know, let's see. Uh, we're going to see. But I guess we both got Usyk winning by stoppage, which is, um, you know, I didn't think pretty many people thought that was going to happen. I wanted to see the. Yeah, yours is friendly. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to get knocked out the fucking ring like Bernard Hopkins did from Joe Smith Jr. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that might be you know, I could see that happening too. Yeah, sir. But I don't but I can see it just because he's being tired. I don't think like I said, I don't think Usyk has the pop to make, I think he's to make that happen like that. Just getting tagged up. Because Usyk puts together solid punches, man, so he don't need to hit hard. As long as he gets them shits coming in combinations and especially just the you know, you know, heavyweight at that. Um, I just see it going like that. I see the punches getting put together and just being a little too much for one man to withstand. So I think it's going to be – I think it's going to look ugly. Okay, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I think it might be. We got uh, Usyk is the 8-1. to one. Is the 1-8 to win the fight. There's a little chance of Chisora's 5-1. to one. Usyk is 1-8. to Chisora's 5-1. to one. Trying to see what the knockout, <clears throat> what the knockout is looking like. Um, see what the people think. Chisora win one eight knock. No, they ain't showing the knockout. Chisora to win by knockout of DQ odds. Chisora to win by knockout of DQ odds. While I'm looking that up, let's see what my man JP has to say about that. JP, we got pound for pound top ten. Alexander Usyk going up against a guy who is way bigger than him, way seasoned when it comes to this heavyweight game. But a guy who, like I said, although I don't treat him as a typical U.K. brother, he is a typical U.K. brother, uh, Derek Chisora. How do you see that fight, man? Are you looking forward to it? And how do you see it happening? Uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to Alexander Usyk's heavyweight debut. Uh, just, just no, it's not see, his debut. Um, oh, it's not his debut? It's his second fight. Yeah, he fought, I oh, think he okay. fought Henry. He fought Henry. I'm trying to, box Rick won't let me get to him, but I remember this, I think this is his second fight. He fought that guy, Henry, that was uh, also coming up from Cruiserweight, his first fight. So this is his second fight. Well, let's say it's his, it's his debut as far as competition in the heavyweight division. He's getting a... Um, but I consider the old shop worn Derek Chisora. This isn't old war Chisora here. Well, this is a guy who's, who's you know, who if who if he suffers a a heart loss here, um, a violent loss, you could start to make an argument for him needing to retire. So you know, I think this is a part of the the machine that is the Derek Chisora. I mean the. Alexander Usyk machine, and it's it's putting putting them in there with a a well known name. 
um, a guy who's been formidable, who's been a warrior for some years now, for it seems like a decade. And uh, I think he's in there kind of to be a, just to make Usyk look good, man. I mean, if we're comparing styles, if styles make fights, um, all this says is that Usyk will dance around for a while and they'll be able to get him out of there pretty dramatically by my estimation. Uh, wear him down some, go to the body. Like RC said, you don't have to have devastating power at heavyweight. You just hit a guy enough. You'll either beat him in the submission or you'll get him out of there. I think that uh, Usyk has enough power to do either. Um, that said, I'm going to be picking a TKO, um, maybe just a, a towel. I'm a, I think we'll see a towel, but I think we'll see definitely a, a definitely large gap in, in skill at this point, and we'll we'll see what may be the end of Derek Chisora. Damn, there we go. Three people picking uh-huh. the same same type of deal. Um, Either we're on yeah. to something as far as boxing enthusiasts, or we don't know shit about boxing. That's what's going to come down to. <laughs> Since we all That's got what it's going to come down to. <laughs> I'm still trying to look for for the knockout. See what the what the knockout odds Spons are. It's hard to tell. With, yeah, yeah, we're about got, to take it. You know, he got some he got some smokes. Yeah, we're gonna take it out there to the Pacific Northwest, out there to my man Seattle Sime, who last time came on and said if we're all picking the same thing, that he can't pick with us. So I'm <laughs> guessing he's gonna oh, come yeah. on here That's right. and say that he's picking Derek Chazor for the win. But you know, don't don't take it from me. Let's take it from my man Seattle Sime. Sime, what's popping, dog? <laughs> You know, one thing about me is I show respect. I expect respect. If I don't get the respect, then we have a problem, you know. And one thing I care about is not mixing my words, sir. But I digress for a second to say how y'all doing. Hope everything's good. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations. We're good, brother. To, uh, We're good. Congratulations mm. to uh, the city of L.A., you know, to have, you know, the fakest championship history, you know, <laughs> that we're going to see in our lifetime. But, hey, take it how you can get it, you know. But JP um, just now well, found out – JP just now found out that the Dodgers won. I just told him. He didn't even know that. Oh, oh he been asleep the whole time? Oh, God, <laughs> hey, thank you, dog. You know, just on this championship. One thing we know about JP, any little thing he gets right, anything even makes up that he got right, he'll celebrate. But one thing we know – Behind the scenes, we got no celebration when they won, so you might be right about that, Willa. You know? Exactly. You might not have even known that they won. But he didn't. Um what I will say is <laughs> they all <owe> JP. <laughs> you gave out half truths, my brother. You said when I say that all oh. you guys picking all somebody three, all, I go all the all other of, way. You're forgetting rap, one man. important factor. The most important factor. D, we haven't. I haven't heard from him, you know. So I got to hear from him because he got a whole a long history getting shit wrong. You know, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus because he's not here. <laughs> I don't do that type of stuff. But I said, if you three and D all agree, then I have to think about it, you know. But 
as of right now. I did, I did forget about the I'm going with Usyk. I'm going with Usyk, man. But I, I think I heard all three of you guys say the stoppage. I don't see a stoppage though. I don't, I don't see a stoppage. Chad Witherspoon. He's been stopped three first. times My in bad. his career. Uh, two of the times by uh, big time punchers at the weight class. The other time was like a, you know, he retired on the stool against Fury in the rematch. So if you look at his last fight that Usyk had, the one that he had a heavyweight, he fought Chaz Witherspoon, who was coming off a long layoff and was just there for a check. And Chaz Witherspoon basically got stopped because he was just tired. He was just done fighting. He, was just, he wasn't in shape to fight, you know, a guy like Usyk. But his punches didn't have a lot of effect on Chaz, you know? So with that being said, I can't uh, say he's going to stop Chazor. And plus Chazor, man, man, Chazor been more in more wars than the former Yugoslavia, dude. I just don't see uh, him getting hit with these shots from Pillow Man, you know, a heavyweight, and Pillow he's going man. down. No, and I like Usyk. Usyk, you know, he can fight. But I'm just saying, like, I just don't see a stoppage, you know? If he does... Then and it doesn't look fishy, then you know, because you know we're well, talking I, about a career journeyman. You know, we're talking about a guy in Usyk who's talked about fighting guys like Wilder and stuff like that. Um, and you just gotta wonder if like he just goes in there and just demolishes Tizor and it looks fishy. You know, you gotta you just gotta question stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going with Usyk for sure. But I also am a man of my word, so. Uh, you know, that's something to definitely think about. Like, if you guys, because I do have, you know, you know, a homie of mine out here, he hit me up, and he uh, he's going to Zora. He just thinks Usyk is too small. You know, I laughed at him. I said, you didn't learn from the Loma fight, you know. But uh, he was just like, and he made a semi-good point. He was like, yeah, because I told him that the younger fighter, you know, you got to go with the, with the younger fighter. In, in a lot of these cases, you know, especially a guy that got a lot of mileage on him, you know? And he was basically like, yeah, he's the younger fighter, but he's not the bigger fighter or the stronger fighter like Tiafimo was. And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm the type, man, unless it's like I said, you know, unless like a guy like Floyd or maybe a few other guys, I just, I always lean towards the, the younger fighter, man, because it's a younger man's sport. And, if they're in with a guy like that, you know, at, at the elite level, you know, I got to go with the but younger But this is guy. 36 versus if 33. And then and then Trezor is not an elite fighter to me, so it's like it really leans towards Usyk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, now, but, now but, when I said yeah, a stoppage to, time, when I said a stoppage, no, but I listen, was, but I'm my thinking point more. Is, my point is, yeah, they're both in their 30s. I agree with you. But he got way more fights, and like I said, He's been in a lot of wars, man. You know? How many wars yeah. has Usyk been in? Probably none. You know? yeah. No. No, so, but, Tom, what I was saying, when I said stoppage, I see Chisora getting, like, like Witherspoon. I was saying Henry, but I was giving him too much credit. It, it was Witherspoon. Um, I'm seeing Chisora. Chisora does get tired, man. Uh, and I could see him getting tired and just getting beat up and them stopping the fight. Not him. I don't think he'll stop Chizora. I have. I, there's no way he's stopping Chizora. RC thinks he's going to sleep him. I don't think he's going to sleep him. I think he's just going to beat him up, and they're going to say, 
you know, no mops. We've had enough. Because he's got to be Remember around. in that in that first fight with Dillian White, that was a draw. It was controversial. That was a great fight. I actually thought Chisora. I thought Chisora won that first fight. You know, but then they did it again, and I thought Chisora was winning until he got slept by White. And that goes to your point, which was he got tired, he got lazy, and he got caught. You know, so but. White has proven at the heavyweight division against multiple fighters that he has concussive power at that weight. And plus he's, you know, Dillian White is probably walking around around 275, bro. Dillian White is a big dude. If you look at how much he'd be coming in at, Dillian might be coming in at like 250, man, you know? And so that shit matters, especially the way Dillian White fights at times, especially with little fighters. You know, uh, that's why, like, I... I felt Wilder would have be, would beat him. I still would think so. But one thing that I always telling people was, uh, Dillian White, when he if you see when he's fought smaller fighters, he knows how to manhandle smaller fighters. You know, he fights real dirty. And we saw what Fury did at times with Wilder, you know, pushing him around, mauling him. And Wilder really didn't have nothing for that. If, if White was able to just close the distance and get close, it would be interesting because Wilder is 220 soaking wet. When you got a guy 250, 255 leaning on you, mauling you, and a guy like Wilder that needs full extension on his punches, it would be a tough fight if he could get close. If not, if he could keep his range and his distance and land that straight right hand, night-night, you know, in my opinion. But, you know, unfortunately they both lost. So, you know, I mean, I still want to see the fight, but, it's just not as hot as it would have been back, you know, back then. But back to the point, which was, like, uh, Chisora has success in both fights, you know, with with Dillian White, a big, strong guy. His He took his – until that, you know, late in the fight where he got, you know, slept, he – you know, he was – and then he's taking other people's – Vitaly Klitschko, guys like that. Like, I just don't see Usyk sleeping him, you know, or stopping him, unless it's something like – he gets tired and, you know, I don't know, some weird type stuff going on. But I could be, you know, I could I could be wrong. We'll see. But I, I do think this is a good fight. This is a good barometer fight, what I like to call, for Usyk because he didn't look so good, you know, in the last fight. And it was kind of a fight that he should have looked a lot better. So if he struggles in this fight or even, like, you know, loses or something, then He's got some things to consider, you know. Uh, people forget he did he did fight at heavyweight um, in the amateurs, so he's he's not that small of a guy, you know. He's a pretty big dude, you know. But remember, there's a super heavyweight division in the amateurs too, so it's like uh, I think the super heavyweight is a, a two fifty plus. So, you know, he was fighting in the two hundreds. You know, he fought guys like Joe Joyce and stuff like that, um, and you know, he won gold medal and stuff, but. He's not that small of a guy. He moved down because, you know, if you can make the weight, cruise weight, and pick up extra belts, why not do it? And then move up to heavyweight and start, you know, growing yourself into the division and establishing yourself. But he's not that small, but the power still hasn't been proven. So, you know, we shall see. Uh, I think Usyk wins a, a unanimous decision. Um, and then, you know, depending on the on the performance, We'll be able to analyze his future chances at getting a belt um, and how realistic it is moving forward. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like I said, I don't think he's stopping. He's putting Chizora to sleep. But I could see Chizora having to chase him around. If you remember that first Dillian White fight, Dillian White was coming at him. They were both going at each other. It was a war, and Chizora was able to hang around. He still got a little tired at the end. I think that's when he sort of lost it. But even though I, I think if I remember right, I think I had him winning, but that might have been more. You know, I, I'm a little biased when it comes to Dillian. I was at that time. I didn't like Dillian White at all at that point in time, but he's gained my respect since then. But it was a pretty close fight. But in the second fight, Dillian White did a little more boxing, and Chisora got tired out. So, you know, Chisora wants to fight, and that's, you know, that's why people love him. That's why he's so loved. That's why he's still able to get these, you know, decent-sized fights um, because he does come to fight, and people, you know, it is War Chisora, even though it's, you know, it's not the same guy anymore. It's still War Chisora, and he wants to go to war. And if he's got to chase um, Usyk around for the first six, seven rounds, I can see him getting deadly tired and just, you know, getting his ass whooped to the point where they, they stop it. Not getting slept, might not even even get dropped, but just get beat up so much that they're like, all right, you know, we're going to wave this one off, man. So that's that's how I see it. I see that going down in the 10th round. Yeah, RC yeah, I, I agree. Cleavage. I see the rounds, you know, I see him, like you said, White in the second fight tried to make that adjustment and box. He's not that good at boxing, you know. So I could see Usyk doing that because he is an elite boxer and winning the rounds, like, clear, you know, you know, one-two pretty shit the whole time and winning the rounds. But in that fight with Trezor, in the first fight I thought he won. In the second fight, even though White made that adjustment, I thought Trezor was winning until he got caught, you know? So, uh, and that's why it's like, uh, and that was against a 250-plus pound guy. So it's like, they were going at it, and you know, in the first fight and everything. So it's like, that's where we're the, you know, the, the getting stopped thing and everything. It's like, I don't know about that, but I could definitely see them getting shut out, you know, definitely. I could, I could just like a boring fight. I, I, I think it's going to be like a boring ass fight where Usyk's going to be first because you know Usyk. People forget Usyk was trained by uh, Lomachenko's dad, grown up, and now he's back training him again. I guess, you know, Usyk didn't like brothers training him, you know. He came over here for a little bit and was getting trained by brothers, but he didn't like that shit. But that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> and he went back to uh, Lomachenko's um, dad, and uh, they all that's why they all have that similar type style. Like, Usyk is 200-plus pounds, but he's still light on the feet, you know, in and out, in and out, you know, combinations and stuff. But, like, I could see Usyk, you know, just – Scoring points, you know, winning damn near every round. You know what I'm saying? Easy. Like he fought when he fought for the undisputed cruiserweight title against uh, Gossier, who Abel Sanchez trains. Just shut the guy out pretty much, you know? I could see that. But um, his, just, his power is just not at the point where, to me, he's proven to me that he's going to make a guy like Chizoris get stopped or quit. You know what I mean? Because Chizoris, like I said, he's been in there with everybody. You know, everybody, damn near. And so I just don't see that. But I could definitely see like a 10 to 2, 12 you know, 9 to 3, easy work, almost easy work. But I don't see a stoppage, you know? No, I feel you on that. So we all four got Usyk winning. And uh, 
looking at the odds, I think that's pretty much how the world sees it. But like you, like we said, this is a this is big man's game, and as Dillian White got proven his last fight, one shot can end it. And Dillian White, like you said, is a 250, 260 pound guy. Uh, Usyk is probably going to be 210, 215 pounds, 220 pounds maximum, going against Chisora, who's probably 230, 240, 50-pound guy also. So one shot can end it, man. So that's that's the good thing about boxing, heavyweight boxing, is that, you know, it could be a shutout. could be a shutout till, till the 12th. One pop can end it all. So hopefully we get to see if Usyk has a chin, hopefully he gets touched a couple of times so we can at least see if he's able to handle, you know, the big dogs, the Wilders, the Furies, the Anthony Joshua's, who he says he wants pretty badly. But uh, like I said, this is a stepping stone fight. He's fighting the gatekeeper. This is the ultimate gatekeeper, Derek Chisora. And we're going to see what happens, man. But we all four got it the same way, man. So uh, we'll go on to the hey, next Willa, one. Hey, let me throw a question get... at you guys real quick. Um, Go ahead. If he wins this fight, he looks good, right? Or whatever. If you had to guess or make a, you know, prediction on who do you think he has the best chance of beating of the big dogs, Wilder, Fury, or Joshua? Who do you guys think it is? Wilder. He's beating Wilder. What about you, JP? Is JP on? Yeah, JP on. Uh, he he sounds like... He can't. He can't say because he he secretly be working for Al Haney. But I'll tell you what, son. If you asked me before this new hairstyle came around from Deontay Wilder, if I thought that Usyk could beat him, I probably would say no. But right now, I got Usyk one hundred percent being able to beat Deontay Wilder of the top three. Yeah, yeah I, I think he would. I think I don't think he could beat any of them. But yeah, the best chance he has is against Wilder. Wilder is the worst boxer out out, out of all three of them. And his uh, his specialty is boxing. But who can kill him in the ring is also Wilder also. So he has the best chance of winning against Wilder, but he also has the best chance of dying against Wilder also. Yeah. So. Uh, no. I disagree well, uh, with y'all. I, I would say uh, I'm, I'm actually going to do it even better. I'm going to rank him. I think it's Joshua 1, Wilder 2, Fury 3. Uh, Joshua because... You know, Fury, I mean, uh, AJ, like, he likes to come straight at you, flat-footed and all that, but he's robotic and he's stiff. And I think a guy that's athletic, light on his feet, you know, and fluid is all, is wrong, is all wrong for AJ now, but he's still a smaller guy, so that's where AJ still has a big chance, you know, if he hits him. But I think right. – I think – a lot of AJ fans think because of the muscles and all that that he's a, an elite athlete, where I don't think he is, you know? No, he, I, think I don't think he's, he's an, an elite, elite athlete. Bodybuilder, you know? But I don't think he's an elite athlete, and I think um, Usyk is a better, much better athlete to him, uh, much better athlete to me than AJ is, and I think he would expose that in a lot of ways. Not saying he would win, but he have, he would have a much better chance, you know. Because I I def, I think he can get his shit off, and then by the when when AJ is trying to get his shit off, what, what Usyk's already out the way, you know. But um, but AJ throws a jab, 
and that's the biggest. At times, you know, he throws it. At times. Well, his yeah. his last fight against Ruiz, that's all he was throwing. He was throwing the jab, the one two. He was he was boxing, and if he does that, that's easy work for Usa. Usa's going to be too small. And he's yeah, yeah. If he fights that way, but I also think he only right. fought that way because of the threat of Ruiz. You know, of stopping him before, but um, also you got to remember. Ruiz is like 5'10", 5'11". You know? Usyk is a legit 6'3". So the height difference... Yeah, they got Usyk at 6'3". He's taller than Tazor. Yeah. Yeah. Usyk's not as short. He's not short. Like, you know what I mean? He's just he's just not heavy and he's not, like, powerful. But the height difference and the reach difference won't be as much as people think, you know? But... Uh, and then with Wilder, you know, I basically the same reasons you guys have. But then... Like you said, like, while they're so unpredictable of when he's going to throw a punch and how he throws a punch, where Usyk's walking a tight rope, where he can get hit with something out of nowhere and it's over. And then Fury, I think the Fury fight is a problem because um, he's gonna have, uh, Fury can box and then the Fury can step club. to you. He can box and then he can step to you, you know? And maul you. And he has a roll of nickels so, in his glove. <laughs> I always remember that. <laughs> Come on now. He's going to be backhanding him with nickels, dog. That, that's tough to do. But yeah, Fury. <laughs> I think Fury's his toughest fight. But Usyk wants, you know, he said he wants Joshua, so, you know, he might be seeing it the same way Sean's seeing it. You know, he's saying that's who he wants to fight. That's the first person he named, Anthony Joshua. Hey, I know one thing, man. I know one thing, dude, is uh, if I felt like, I was cheated against somebody in a fight and and all that, like legitimately, I'm not changing my hairstyle. But I, and I'll leave it at that. Oh well. Ain't nobody worried about that, man. Ain't nobody changing worried about identity, that. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna see boys getting having braids, getting their hair longer to getting different braids. That's not really changing your hairstyle. That's uh that's progression. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is, man. Uh, but black, like you said, I think, black. I think, I think, I don't think Usyk can beat any of those guys. But the best chance he has is to be out there getting inside on Wilder. Uh, I think, but I don't think he can beat any of those guys. Wilder would probably take his head off. It would be that body that he was looking for. But uh, JP, did JP ever come back on, or is he still asleep over there? I'm over. Old Uncle JP's in the building. And I, I wanna, um, you know. One thing about old Uncle JP, man, one thing, dog, you can ask anybody, like saying, sign, say, ask anybody. Um, I'm humble. I'm gracious. And, you know, being being overwhelmed with championships, there was no need for me to call y'all who have no, no kind of winning in the near future and glow. There was no reason for me to do that. I have two champions. I just won two championships in one week. Why do I, you know, I'm old Uncle JP, humble and gracious. That's, you know, that's all yeah, that's just a flat out lie. Humble and gracious will never. It's like if you die today and you had a funeral next week, they would that would in your eulogy they would never say humble and gracious about JP. Oh, you know, humble, gracious, and would never gloat. They would say arrogant. Disappears when he loses. You know. Uh, well, y'all talking about I disappeared uh, when I won. Now. No, you didn't know. It was different. You just no, you didn't know it happened. You you were asleep. There's a difference. No, nah, but I'm just messing with you. But, I mean, like I said, man, at the end of the day, if sports are out there, 
to be won and you win, you still won. I made it clear how I feel about him, but I would, you know, it is what it is. But if the NFL keeps going the way it's going, which is, uh, you know, with the same 16-game season and all that, the only thing that's really different with the NFL is just the no fans in some cities. But everything else is, you know, the same as far as traveling to each other's cities, home, you know, and all that, home and road and all that. So the, the NFL is actually doing it the most real. Like whoever wins the NF, you know, the Super Bowl, if it keeps going the way it is, is a real champion to me. And, you know, I've already made it clear what my Super Bowl pick is. And, you know, we won a championship about six years ago, the most important championship in America, at least, which is the Super Bowl. So I ain't even worried about it, you know, but we're going to get the job done. But we're going to leave that to another time and another show. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, let's leave that to another show. JP, while you were asleep, Sean asked us uh, who he thought Usyk had the better chance against out the top three guys. Uh, Wilder, Joshua, or Fury. Uh, who do you think he has the better chance? Not saying that he win, but who do you think he has the better chance against out of those top three if he wins and looks good on Saturday against Shazor? Well, that's tough. Well, man, look, I, I am on, on, on the bus uh, with questioning Wilder. Where, where is Deontay right now? So, you know, I'm going to say right now his mentality seems most fragile. Yeah, wherever um, he's at, he's he's over here saying, nah, that's my brother. I, I don't fight. You know, Deontay on that other shit. All the blacks, all the blacks. I know a lot of blacks. And every black that I know. <laughs> you know a lot of blacks. <laughs> they are just pacifying this wild <laughs> Every single black that I know is pacifying this wilder character. And I don't like that shit. And I'm, I'm with time and I'm with, uh, you know, it seems like I'm sure he probably bought a new sports car too, because that motherfucker having a midlife crisis behind that ass whooping he got. So I'm a, I'm gonna behind that beating with him. And let me and, and let me make blood. it let me make it clear what I'm saying. Look, what I'm saying is this. Let me make okay. We have seen in the past when guys lose, they act a certain way differently, right? It's not just I made a joke about that, but it's more than that, you know. All, you know, some, they're the, some of the biggest guys on social media and all that, right? And, you know, flossing, this and that and everything, you know, and have no problem giving anybody an interview, you know? Whether you're high profile or low profile, if you're independent, whatever, you know? And my point is, is that in this isolated scenario that I'm talking about, if what was being alleged that happened in the fight, which, look, if he if, if that's the case, and, 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 and Tyson Fury should not be a guy that should be trusted. Let me make that clear. If any of this is true, in my opinion, you know, you lock him up and you throw away the key. You know what I'm saying? As far as in the boxing aspect of it, where you shouldn't let him come back. But my point is, if that's something that he believes or the people around him truly believe that was the case, there's no reason to change your stripes. There's no way, reason to change your style. There's no reason to change the way you move. That's what I'm saying. So to me, I feel like there's conflicting ideas going on, conflicting views, conflicting things that are being fed to us, you know? I want to support the guy if that's what really happened, you know, 100%. You know? Let's get this shit, yeah. let's get to the bottom of yeah. it. Let's, you know, you know let's, let's 
let's take it to the courts. Let's do that. Whatever you, whatever you know, how whatever the protocol is, the process. But when it's a different thing, and I mentioned this a while back, and Will even agree with me on it. I said when I keep hearing different things, I don't know what to ride for. Stick to the story, and that's it. It's like it's like if I if if you're being somebody that's a a witness or somebody that a person of interest, right? And I'm working in the criminal justice system and I bring you law in and you're, you're telling me one thing. And another time it's another story and all that. I'm like, all of a sudden I start wondering what's really going on here. You know, sounds like, it's like the story I, keeps I, I changing. I, I, and I'm everything. on record. I'm on record. I don't think Deontay Wilder is ever going to fight again. So we might as well just ask the question of who would be tougher between AJ and Fury. I like wow. that. I like when wow. people are controversial. You know, I don't agree with that notion right there, but break it down. Get deeper into what you're saying. Wow. Man. We don't have, we don't have just, enough time for all that. Yeah, R.C. is just talking out here hating on the black man as usual, man. So you know how it goes, man. We're going <laughs> to call this Will and the Coons. We're going to call this Will and the Coons. Will and the Coons. We got J.P. talking about the blacks. We got RC talking about black men can't have any uh any um any braids in his head. And then we've got No, you know Seattle what he did? Five. He did a better way of doing what I did. You know what I say all the time that you guys get mad at? What RC really did was you know how they say it's not the message but how the message is relayed. He basically does what I <laughs> what I do all the time, which is retire. You know? He just said it in a different way. I say, oh, I just don't think he's going to fight again. Basically, what you're saying is you think he retired already. Just hasn't announced it. There's I think a couple he people retired. Yeah. I well, the first I time I've heard that. Let's get on to the main event of the weekend, man. Um, trying to pull up my, my whatchamacallit right now. Let's get to the main well, event of the weekend. So let's on to the next topic. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. So we got an interesting, an interesting fight coming up this weekend. Um, a fight that has two belts on the line. One's real, one's fake, but it's not for a unification. Uh, we got two belts fought for two weight classes, so I, I'm not 100% sure what these guys are fighting at. I think they're fighting at, is it a catch weight? What the hell are where what are they fighting at? Are they fighting at one I believe they're fighting at the full one thirty five. Yeah. They're fighting at they're fighting at one thirty five. Okay, but uh, Santa Cruz is putting his his belt <laughs> up, his featherweight belt belt up. Okay. All right. Mate, you wonder why this belt up. Going on. <laughs> yeah, man. So we've got Javante Davis, the tank Davis, uh fighting the guy that's We've been wanting to see him fight for a long time. Has the time passed? I'm not sure. But Javante is 23-0 and 0 with 22 KOs. You know, when I was looking at his box wreck, looks like he's been retiring, boy, since 2013. Here, here it is right here. As, uh, as box wreck says, somehow now I got to log in. I don't know if box wreck's on some foolery today. But, um... From what I saw, he's been knocking boys out since 2013, uh, putting up his fake WBA. When I say fake, uh, it's not like the I, I, IBO title. It's fake as in he's the regular 
WBA featherweight champion, the WBA real featherweight champion, a super featherweight champion right now. No, 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 my bad. My bad. He's the WBA lightweight, regular lightweight champion, and we all know the real lightweight champion right now is Tiafimo Lopez. He's got the real WBA. No, does he? Or does uh, Box yes, Rec is saying, yeah, the, yeah. Box yeah, is saying that they're fighting for the WBA World Light Title, which is like when? What is that? And then they say. They're also fighting for the WBA Super World Super Feather title. So, right, weird. so that's some bullshit. Leo Santa Cruz is the WBA. He is the real WBA Feather Super Featherweight Champion. Leo Santa Cruz is the real WBA Super Featherweight Champion. Javante Davis is the WBA regular lightweight champion. Because Tiafimo is the real champion. So they're fighting, I guess they're fighting at lightweight. Because, yeah, um, Leo Santa Cruz did move up. But I guess he's keeping his belt. And they're putting both these belts on the line. I'm not 100% sure how that works. Um, I guess the WBA is getting double their pay from both guys. They're getting them sanctioned and fees. So they're doing what they're doing. But Javante Davis, like I said, has been knocking boys out since 2013, I think. It's the... Last time, if I remember, on box rec, last time he didn't get a knockout. He's been sleeping everybody. Leo Santa Cruz is a Mexican warrior who made me proud when he uh, put that work on Carl Frampton in that second fight, showing that he was he could box. A guy that's known to throw that's known to be uh, to throw a thousand punches per fight. King of LA. I predicted that going into that second fight that he would win that second fight. Yeah. Called him King yeah, of LA. I, I did too. I, I did, I did, I did too. So we got yeah, so the, the real king. We all did pick the real, the real king of LA is not including LeBron or JP. But we got a guy who's both of these guys haven't really fought anybody when it comes down to it. Both of these guys are guys that we want to see. No, Santa Cruz make. got resume, dude. Nah, nah, nah. Santa Cruz he, got resume. Dude. He has a resume. He got resume. But he I mean, have any, he's got some. He he's got some Frank. names, and he fought him. He fought them. He fought them in their prime or close to it. So. Now, do I think he has, you know, that's a whole different discussion about this fight, but I will say this. I mean, he, so, has, um, Carl, he has Carl Frampton, but he hasn't, he doesn't have Abner Mars. And he, ha- he has Abner Mars, you're right. He does have Frampton and Abner Mars. Abner Mars ain't three, nobody, bro. He is a three-division champion. Well, we we just talked about fighting the newies that he was somebody. No, that wasn't Abner Mars. That was a... Uh, no, no, that wasn't Mars. Hey, but, hey, but, like Willa, but don't you think it's, don't you think, you know, you, you know, behind the scenes, you know, I don't like to like really bring up stuff like that, but there's been a lot of discussion about city versus city and all that. Don't you think that it's crazy that the king of a certain city is like 130 pounds, you know, but they still run their mouth. I'm sorry. You can't be the king of Seattle and be 130 pounds. I'm just saying. Uh, we all know what this. It's probably two kings of It's probably two two kings of Seattle. They both have vaginas. <laughs> they used to have vaginas. They probably go together. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Mister Rest, they want to run his mouth, huh? What's that? Uh-uh. What's that? <laughs> oh, you want to run your mouth? You want to? You want? You want this work too? 
because I already had to, <laughs> I already had to shut it down last time about you know what, you know, I'm just saying, you don't let's not pull down the curtain, man, because I'm just saying I don't want to have to do it to you, man. Stay humble before you get humble. Are y'all saying well, like Santa I, Cruz is supposed to be the king of LA? He Which is, is the, that? I mean, he is the king of LA. The king he is the king of LA. LA. <laughs> he is the king of LA. How many boxing champions do y'all got in LA? Ah, oh, shit. What? None. It's true. <laughs> no, 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 it's hard not to like those guys. If you guys have watched the all-access, all man, I just think if they can get that all-access out to more people, both of these guys come up story, they're um, from the roots stories, are just undeniable, man. And I love, like... Uh, and they both I barely mean. speak English. Right. Yeah, exactly. remember, remember, when, uh, remember when they fought? When, and it's uh, not that hard. I like how JP said uh, how people could watch Al Access. It's not that hard to watch Al Access. It's on YouTube, brother. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, man. Yo, go, go re- remember it, man. remember yeah. when uh, when he fought, when Santa Cruz fought Abner Mars, and the Mexican fan base was going for Santa Cruz because Abner Mars spoke English too well? They're going for the guy who said Jumbo Jack, not Jumbo Jack. <laughs> oh no, I was there. I was there. I was there, man. One of those fights, man. It was real down in LA. No, so they don't want him to be able to say the Dodgers. Jumbo Yaks also, or, or the the Doyers. The Doyers. Yeah, they gotta say Doyers. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. It's some some sort of thing they got going on. But yeah. But, but yeah, look, we let me just get mine. Let me let me just go ahead and go on to get mine in. Um, I like them both, man. Both of these kids are really likable. Both of them really young. Um, but all the advantages, no. in my estimation, tick Santa Cruz is like 30, 31, 31 years old, I think, right? Oh, wow. He got is the he? box wreck up. He's old. Shit. He won in 2012 his first, his first belt at 23. Yeah, when you look at Santa Cruz, ago. you think he's 17 years old. Fuck, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, he's thirty. He's at least well, thirty. He one of those guys that be telling girls in the club he's a lot younger and shit and getting away with it. But I think that he's a young thirty-one too. Me talking about you know. I think he's a young thirty-one in boxing years because he don't. If you know, if you look at his resume, he he's ha- like I said, he has fought guys, but there's large gaps in between. You know what I mean? And like the Frampton fights weren't really wars. The Abner Mars fight were kind of wars, but. He kind of controlled Abner in that second fight where he should have good tread. Um, a lot of tread still on the tire. But we don't, you know, I don't know his lifestyle. I don't know how he lives his life. But, but fun fact, though, here's a fun fact that I bet none of y'all knew. I believe Gravante Davis, you guys got box rec up, is Leo Santa Cruz's first time fighting a black guy. Now, uh, <clears throat> so that is really jumping into the deep end of the pool. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I don't see any. There's all, a whole bunch of Hernandez <laughs> and A's, A's and O's. He fought a guy named James yeah. Owens. Let me see. James Owens seems. Uh-oh, James Owens. Fine, fine. James you, Owens might be black. Yeah, that was my theory. Yeah, you, if, if you, you switch a guy, you if you a switch a certain fighter's last name with the same criticism, there's a lot more criticism. And I stand by that. You know? You change Carl right. Frampton to Carl Jones after some of the stuff Carl Jones used to say. You know, it would have been a whole different type of controversy. <laughs> but 
this is Leo Santa Cruz first time fighting a, one of the blacks. Fighting a brother. Oh shit! Fighting a black. So I'm like <laughs> one of the blacks. <laughs> Yo. Hey, but hey, hey. To be fair, hey, to be fair. One thing about me, I like to be fair. Hey, if I if correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when Lomachenko fought Gary Russell, that was the first time he fought a brother as a pro. You know, so. Yeah, possibly. But uh, point being, point being, man. If this is Leo's first time fighting a black, I believe that's jumping into the deep end of the pool because you got to see some of this quick twitch <laughs> at some point. You know what I mean? He Gavante is a pretty explosive fella. You know, if oh, we're man. Explosive, you know, um, if we're talking explosiveness, this guy got some of the most, um, you know, explosive movements, you know, up there with some of the top guys in the sport. Ever, I mean, you know, what I mean, and we we have a small sample of him right now, but he's pretty damn explosive, man. And uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Hold on, did you say in the history of boxing? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. Well, you know. All right, I'll, hey man, send me your email address, man. We gonna exchange. So I'll send you the whole. Uh, I'll send you the whole Roy Jones uh, fight reel. No, I agree. I agree. Roy Jones, uh, Mike Tyson. These are very explosive fighters, and I think uh, Gravante is of that elk, and that's why I'm so high on him. I do believe that dude got that rare breed of explosiveness. You know, it's very few that got it, but I think he got it, and I could be proven wrong, and it's a very small sample that we have now. And But if he does, this is why I say that Leo Santa Cruz is jumping into the deep end of the pool and is his first time going to the pool because, you know, you might want to start with, there's a whole lot of different kind of blacks you could have started with rather than him. And um, that said, man, I do expect a damn good fight. Um, I, I believe that Leo Santa Cruz, and if you've watched him leading up to this fight in all of his interviews, he knows what he's getting into. He knows he's coming way up and way. He knows he's fighting a super strong, explosive guy. He knows the pedigree. He knows what he's getting himself into. And, um, I believe he's going to come with the head down. I, for one, have never seen Leo Santa Cruz hurt, take a step back from any shot. So we're going to see if um, Gravante's power is real. It would lend itself to be so because, you know, we've seen him hurt with guys like Red Catch, you know, who have fought bigger people before. So a lot of people will say that Gravante's power is really a, a, a division or two above where it is now, to be honest. But we'll see. And that's what we're going to have to see. And most people are saying if Gravante can't discourage him early, but this is what we said just a couple of weeks ago, and I think I said it. If Teal can't discourage, discourage Loma early, it could go long. And, um, but that's the same rules apply here. If I Man, don't know that's if, not uh, what you said. That's what the experts said, you know? Gravante shoots his load maybe. But we'll see, man. Gravante right now is in amazing shape. I mean, he's been in camp for seems like forever. Mayweather, everybody's around. He got one hell of a support team. LRB, all the they got all the Mayweather ingredients too. He got his Mexican. You got your Mexican. You got pay per view. You you got the Mayweather recipe here. Now you just got to show up. You know what I mean? So now it's all about showing up. It looks like he got a great supporting team. You got Floyd Mayweather in his corner and all the lights thereof. Uh, so he looks to be on target for weight. I don't. I, I'm I'm sure he's going to make weight. Uh, Man, that's it. I'm going to just make my pick, and I, I think I'm going to have to go with, oh, this is tough. God damn. I'm going to go – I'm going UD, dude. I'm not even – I'm going to go unanimous decision for Davis. 
Damn. Well, I don't know if I think this is a tough call at all. Uh, Leo Santa Cruz is a guy who, who I like. Don't get me wrong. I like him. Like you said, we used to call him the king of L.A. He's the big dog out there in L.A. at 130 pounds. And he's, you know, he, he said that he wanted Tank Davis. And this is a fight that we wanted to see a while ago to see Tank Davis step up. This is this will be Tank Davis's toughest fight, but this will be his toughest fight of a small guy. Uh, Sime calls Tank Davis a little midget, but he's fighting the guy that's uh, smaller than him. So I don't know. I guess you were saying it was hard to, to see how it was going to end. Sime calls everybody a midget. Yeah, I don't see how <laughs> – yeah, I don't see how – Santa Cruz wins this. Even though Santa Cruz throws a lot of punches, you know, we saw, I think we saw uh, against the Gamboa fight, uh, I'm not sure. I'm, it was a good fight until he got knocked down. I think uh, Javon, uh, Gamboa went a little longer than usual. Uh, I think it might have been the a late round stoppage against um, Gamboa. So showing that he's got power throughout the fight, you know, like you said, he's a very explosive guy. He's a guy that, when it comes to who I like better out of this fight, I like Leo Santa Cruz better. You know, Javante Davis is a guy who I think has tremendous skills. I think he'll be – he's one of the best young guys in the game. I think he'll be – you know, he'll be pretty good once he starts fighting real competition, which this is his – you know, pretty much his first real, real fight, I believe, even though he, he fought the guy that Lomachenko fought, whatever. I, I forgot that guy's name, but – you know, this is to to win the championship, but this is his real this is his real fight. Um, but he's fighting a guy that's smaller than him. I don't like him because he can't speak English, and uh, you know he makes us all look bad. I think even worse than Deontay Wilder. You know, Deontay Wilder tries to act like he's smart. Javante Davis just you know, I don't know what the hell's <laughs> wrong with him, man. But when it comes down to it, he's the real deal, and I think he's. I think he's gonna stop. I think he's gonna stop Santa Cruz, man. This is crazy. I, I, I yeah, you went in right Santa there, bro. Cruz. That was hilarious. I mean, that's hey, the one I'm like. the one always hating on, brothers. <laughs> I mean, hey, but I said he's gonna win. I don't. I mean, I, he's making us look bad the way he talks. You know, like he said, Leah Santa Cruz says "yumbo yak" because you know he grew up speaking Spanish. Javante <laughs> Davis says "yumbo yak" because you know. Who, who knows why? You know what I'm saying? Who knows why? But, I'm telling you, man, wow. you know, hey, these, this is crazy. these people, man, they need to hire me, man. I'll do a hell of a job of PR work, man. I know I know, I would know, I would do a good job of understanding my client and understanding what questions you cannot ask them because if you can't talk, <laughs> you ain't going to answer no tough questions around me. Yeah, and he, and he can't talk at all, man, but, but he can't yeah, talk so, with him, hey, so, and I see someone in the media asked Tank Davis. Uh, some people, someone in the media asked Tank Davis uh, an intellectual question, and Simon would be like, "Nah, next, next person." <laughs> yeah, next one. Next oh, one. Yeah, I'll on, be one of those type of people, man. I'll be if you do one of those sit down. I'm gonna be crazy. I'm gonna be away from the camera where I, you won't see me in the camera, but I'll be like right there. Or if you, you know if Davis, it's a, yes no. a, a media scrum of people. I'll be the type that'll be like far to the side, but I'm gonna be listening and all that and anything crazy or something, I'm gonna be like next question or something, you know, or I'll just shut the whole thing down. That's the type of person I am. I don't play. Tank you know? 
Tank needs that. Yeah, he definitely does. But this better get him his first big win, man. I see him making a win, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see him fight, you know, maybe Tiafimo or Devin Haney here in the future at that uh, at that lightweight, at that 135, man. So, yeah, that's my prediction. I'm, I'm seeing a stoppage probably in the 10th round, you know. I don't think – I think Leo Santa Cruz, he don't have enough power, Javante Davis, off of him. He throws a lot of punches, but I don't think that's going to work. Javante Davis, uh, Leo Santa Cruz, even though he showed he could box against uh, Carl Frampton, he comes forward. Javante Davis throws those uppercuts that are like, you know, they're like at, they're not 90-degree uppercuts. They're at like 45-degree. He's coming from around. He's explosive, man. I think he'll probably knock this guy out and take that next step to becoming the uh, – you know, the next Mayweather as what, you know, Floyd's trying to push him as. You know, first it was Shakur Stevenson, but he didn't sign with Floyd. So now it's Tank Davis. So we're going to see, you know, I think he's going to prove that. I think Floyd's in his ear letting him know that, hey, this is pay-per-view. You've got to make it work. I think his last fight, the Gamboa fight, was pay-per-view, wasn't it? Which is, you know, which was insane. I don't I don't agree. No, I wasn't, with uh, that, that shit wasn't pay-per-view. I remember that shit. So what fight – What his fight in Atlanta was against Gamboa, right? That wasn't pay-per-view? Okay. No, right. no well, it wasn't pay-per-view. Was. It was just in Atlanta. They were trying to – that was uh, Showtime, you know, essentially but trying to open one, up a new market. This one is pay-per-view. And, I, you know, I won't be paying for it. I'll be checking it out on my iPhone, connected <laughs> to my phone. Uh, connected to my TV. <clears throat> oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't know oh, why definitely, I said that. Man. I don't know why I said that. The Charlo one was but, yeah. borderline debatable as far as pay-per-view. This one isn't debatable at all. This is not worth your money. Yeah, the Charlo one, it was only debatable because they gave us 18 fights. But besides that, I probably, you know, I don't think they will. They're not They're not at pay-per-view level either. None of these guys are, really. But uh, but RC, man, before we get to time, uh, how do you see the fight? I wish they were both at the same size instead of Tank Davis fighting a little guy like Santa Cruz coming up and weight. And I like Santa Cruz, the whole little shifting of his wrist every time he's – you can tell where where, where his um, – just like a just the physical movements, you can tell whether he's in a rush or not just by the little subtle movements that he makes. I like Santa Cruz. Um, shit, when, uh, when you came down to L.A. two years ago, Willa, uh, I don't know if you were with me at the time, but I was talking to Santa Cruz up there in the front, uh, the front of Staples Center where they have all the statues of, uh, right when he walked in the door, uh, that that Staples Center, wherever it is. But um, yeah, man, uh, I like Santa Cruz. I wish I wish that it would be a better fight, but I think that you know he's uh, coming up to a class where this is going to be uh, big favoritism going towards St. Davis and. And certain and like advantages in the ring, and I think that Davis is going to look good. I don't think he's going to get him out of there. I mean, I'm not very impressed with anything that Tank Davis does. And if we're talking about lightweight champion, if it's not Tiafimo Lopez, I don't want to hear about it. This guy doesn't. He, he, Tank Davis doesn't matter, and especially when you're fighting a guy like Leo Santa Cruz at this point, when you've seen what Tio just did, going and unifying. I got no time for guys making business decisions like Tank Davis. I know he looks at he looks at Floyd Mayweather and when he explains to him what they're doing with his career with the same confused looks as Floyd Mayweather gives him trying to explain to him what he's doing to his career. And I'm just not a fan of it. Uh, Tank Davis, 
the guy's got a lot to show and prove to me still. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to win the fight. Uh, should be a unanimous decision, but that does nothing for me. And I hope he realizes that the numbers that's going to come in for this – no, don't even think about that. But for us, the numbers that's going to be coming in for this pay-per-view, it's a joke, and I think it's going to come out on paper, and we might not even see the ratings for or the, the buys for this. Um, they'll probably try and get swept under the rug. Uh, I'm not really interested. This is the least fight – I'm more interested in, in like throughout all the for all the ones that we talked about tonight. Uh, but you know, I wish Leo Santa Cruz luck, and uh, I hope he can you know somehow have more than a puncher's chance and pull off an upset. But I just don't see it. Man, time. What do you think about this one? But I think, I mean, I think I kind of agree with a little bit of everybody, but, you know, I think this is a fight where I, I try to, you know, I try to look at everything big picture-wise. And then, with that being said, I look at, you know, Tank and him, like I said earlier, and correct me if I'm wrong, this this fight is happening at 135, right? Yeah, I don't know why his belt's on the line, but it is what it is. Okay. I look at this fight as a fight in which Al Heyman is doing his biggest client a favor, which is Floyd, you know, because, and this is why, you know, um, whether, you know, you know, in a, in no way, I'm not trying to hate on one person or another, but that's you know, when it comes to your, it's like if I was like to advise a boxer, I would always say like, look at what's going on around you, and decide is this the place I want to be, you know, because this is a fight where Gary Russell was trying to get at 126 or 130, but Tank is getting it at 135. You know what I'm saying? So, uh. You have to ask yourself, like, what's really going on here? What I think is going on here, which is, like I said, I think he's doing Floyd a favor by, you know, getting a name for Tank, you know, making it at 135 where we know it's at 135, not because that's the optimal weight class for both to put on a great fight and great performance on both sides because in reality, you know, that's what Heyman – you know, should be doing, you know, because Santa Cruz, it's not like if Santa Cruz fought, didn't fight take out 135, he couldn't get a fight. You know, he could get good fights at 132. So in this case, it's like it's more optimal. It's It, it benefits the Tank side more, you know, because Tank is a guy that I know likes to, you know, have a good time. And with that, and with that being said, when you're in a sport where you have to make weight, you know, them long nights, you know, become fat camps when training camp starts. You know, and so 135. No, I said the fight. The fight will be contested at 130 pounds. Oh, it's gonna be. It is gonna well, be at 130. Oh, so well, the fight will be contested at 135. Both belts will be on the line. But I'm saying the what time? But they have to weigh in at 135. No, it says that 
the fight will be contested at 130 pounds, the junior lightweight division. Oh, okay. Then, shit, that's cool then. I mean, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's more. I might change it up you know? a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That that's more because I when I seen that world light title, I heard I, I read world light title, super featherweight. So I'm like, super featherweight is 130, but world light title, are they trying to? Yeah, both belts are on the line. <laughs> yeah, both so, belts will be on the line, but they're fighting at 130. Okay, well that's a little bit better. I still favor Tank, you know, and even in that being said, I still don't understand yep. how. Now I still don't understand how. Now that now that might be a Leo situation there. Maybe Leo Leo did lose to him in the amateurs. From everything I've heard and read and stuff, he got washed by uh, Gary Russell in the amateurs. Maybe it's a situation he don't want it, but also Gary Russell, you know, he also. He also thinks he can beat Terrence Crawford at 147. So that's a whole different situation. What's going on with Gary Russell? But is he messing with some stuff once the pandemic hit? You know, they say a lot of depression been going on. But that's a whole different discussion. You know, but that makes it more even. Now we have to see what happens. Does Tank make weight? Because it's a struggle for both fighters. It's a sacrifice for both fighters. So when you don't make weight, you, you know, like people say the whole, well, if you're better, then it shouldn't be a big deal. Well, tell Oscar Valdez that. He won his fight with uh, um, Scott Quigg, but Scott Quigg broke his jaw. And I think Oscar Valdez will never be the same from that, you know? Because when you fight somebody, man, that don't have to make the same sacrifice from you and they can come up huge and they already can punch, it can get dangerous, so we'll see what happens with that with Tank and uh, Leo. But I think Leo. I mean, I think Tank should win this fight. You know, I believe he's going to win this fight. Um, if there is a stoppage, it'll be late because Leo is uh, tough, and Leo, you know, he's busy. So that is something that uh, Tank and he's taller and rangier, but he doesn't have a lot of pop of his punches. But that volume might be something that bothers Tank, you know, where Tank's looking for, you know, picking his shots, looking to land that big one and be, you know, like JP said, be explosive, you know? And so, but if I had to guess, I think it's going to go to decision. I think um, as he starts landing the punches, I think Leo, the volume will go away. I don't think, I think Leo will be more cautious to open up because of what might come back to him. And I think that uh, he'll pull away. I think it'll be, um, you know, like an 8-4 fight. You know, I think it'll be like an 8-4 fight for a tank, uh, maybe even wider, but I think it'll be uh, a unanimous decision for Tank Davis. Yeah, man, I I, I thought they were fighting at 135 because I thought Leo Santa Cruz was moving up. But... um, yeah, that sort of changes at one thirty. At one thirty, the I guess the big yeah. question is, will will Tank Davis make the weight? You know, we've seen him not make weight before. He gets pretty big, but like JP said, he has been in the gym for a while, and he's with Floyd Tough right now. So I don't think he Floyd would let him embarrass him like that. You know, um, 
But yeah, at one thirty, I don't know. I think Leo Santa Cruz has a better chance at one thirty than he has at one thirty five. And he might not go to sleep at one thirty. Um but I still think Javante Davis is a little faster, a little crisper, a little more athletic. And uh, you know, as long as he doesn't get tired, which I think Leo Santa Cruz says he he does get tired, um you know, I think we're in for a good fight. One thirty makes it way better. I think that one thirty makes it a makes it a better fight. Um, I like that. I like that. What about it I don't know. Leo's first brother now. What about it being Leo's first black fight? I mean, we'll I mean, see. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. In a, it's like the way I look at it is is like uh, it's not as it's not the first black fighter he's ever boxed. You know. As a pro, yeah, but I don't think when I look at that, I more so look at the fast twitch part of it. So I don't think it's like he's ever dealt with, you know, somebody fast twitch. So I don't think that's the issue. I think the bigger issue is just Tank's power, which a lot of guys can punch. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like the fast twitch ain't because you know Leo was a good amateur man. There, you know, uh, there's a reason why Gary Russell believes he's scared of him because he, you know, he's like, you know, he watched him in the amateurs and all that. But you have to be good in the amateurs to actually fight a guy like Gary Russell, who was a big-time standout at the time in a national tournament, you know? And so he went through that work already. He went through that type of speed. I don't think it's a speed, fast twitch thing. I think it's more like, okay, he's going to get hit eventually, you know, because everybody gets hit. And it's not like he's a great defensive fighter. But how does he react to getting hit like that, you know? Because Tank is, you know, <clears throat> Tank's a bully at that weight class. Yeah. No, yeah. it definitely is. I'm still gonna, I'm still yeah. sticking with the, stick with the well, knockout, but things going to be a little tougher. Things going to be a little tougher, and we're going to see if he yeah, makes the weight. Nothing, nothing changes for me with the weight being down to 130. All that means is we're going to get less volume punching from Tank Davis throughout the throughout the 12 rounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was the last of the fights, man, but before we get out of here, I want to hear from R.C. about this Chavez Jr. situation, R.C. You said something to us. Was that – was that recently, or is that something that always already happened? I remember him getting robbed by the chicks for his watch and stuff. Now it seems like he got robbed for 750k. My man Chavez Jr. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what I've seen um, reported from uh, Robert Lachelle, um BSO. Um, I guess Chavez Jr. was you know messing with the wrong one as far as. Uh, the woman that he selected, and I don't know what's going on with Travis Jr., man. He's got some weird look going on right now. Um, and his girl or his wife is, you know, El Chapo's, one of El Chapo's son's ex-wife and shit like that. Um, uh, but it's been it's been put out by TMZ and a couple other ones saying that Thieves Jack 750K in valuables. Um, yeah, it was uh, ransacked in his L.A. home at that, so... Um, it took place last week while the family was out of town. We're told it appears the intruders got uh, into the home through the bathroom window. Our law enforcement sources tell us Chavez and his wife, Frida, funny name, believe the crook snatched up several items, including a small safe that contained roughly around $600,000 in jewelry and designer purses. 
They also got around 150k and other belongings from the home, totaling to 170k. So, um, I don't know. It sounds like uh, I don't know if it necessarily. I mean, shit. That sounds like it could be an inside job. Yeah, but I don't want to be that, you know, conspiracy brother type shit. But because um, yeah, if you just look at it, people probably thought that he, you know, who would have that much money lying around at his house. Uh, it wasn't that so jewelry designer purses and shit like that. I mean, he, we've seen he had he got purses on his little TikTok videos, but um, yeah, you know, Chavez Jr. <laughs> First it was the strippers that you know <laughs> jacked him in Vegas, and now you got this going on. So prayers up to Chavez Jr. Man, hopefully, I mean, for me that's a simple fix. Idea, new boo. I you know if that's the case, then this happened because of uh, who is. Who his pieces, who his whiz is, or whatever. So, um, yeah, man. Travis Jr. Look. Funny, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, prayers are for that boy, man. Hopefully, you know, it does sound like an inside job. They know where the where the safe is with the bags and shit. But, uh, you know, he's got that money. He ain't worried about it, man. But before we get out of here, let me mention a few more fights that are happening. I'm surprised. You know, the horn dog RC did mention this girl fighting this weekend. Michaela Mayer. Uh, Michaela Ma- yeah, Michaela Mayer is fighting this weekend. My guy Jaime Munguia is fighting this weekend. Uh, Regis Pro Grace is fighting. Mario Barrios is fighting, man. So we got, you know, I don't, I don't, un- I don't know any of the people that they're fighting. Um, and for like I said, for some reason, Box Rec. Got me one having to log in for some reason. I, I don't want to put my information in the box, Rick. They seem like they're going to be spamming nonstop. But, you know, Jaime Mangui is fighting some guy, Tirano Johnson. Turiano Johnson. Um, Regis Progress is fighting Juan Geraldez. Uh Magdaleno's fighting. Mario Barrios is fighting. He's a, he's a champion. Uh, fighting Ryan Carl. You know, some pretty good, you know, pretty good names this weekend. I think we uh, all. Have you guys, uh, are you still fucking with, uh, um, excuse my language, are you guys still, uh, is that you still your guy, Progress? Progress? I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm not done with him, per se. You know, I'm not as high as I was, you know. He let me down when he got beat by the uh, UK White guy. Man. Hey, I see you here. The- Cancel. <laughs> hey. Hey, will it cancel him, Doc? <laughs> but he ain't canceled. No, no, no. He ain't canceled, but he just ain't high on the list. I, I'm, he has the opportunity to get back up there, you know, fighting the hey, 10 Jay-Z, longer is against Ron Bernardo. I'd have canceled his ass if I was you. Hey, JP, are you, is, uh, is JP he, still on? He performed well against Taylor, man. Nothing to be ashamed of in that fight. He just lost, but it's a damn good fight. Well, you know, what are we talking about? Okay, good, good. I'm just glad. I'm just glad you guys didn't cancel him because – you can't be out here, you know, being a pro black fan and turn down on the man, you know. Than he is wilder, way closer than he is to my book of being canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wise man, JP. Yeah, yeah you guys are crazy, yeah. man. You canceling your yeah, brothers so when got- you when you when you out acting like you out in the uh, on the streets, man. You know, on this pro black. You know what I'm saying? I seen your boy. I seen your boy, man. The construction is being laid down. The bricks, you know, the school, you know. Oh, really? Is it? Cancel, the Frederick cancel Douglas. Willis King. 
Frederick Douglass School of uh, African African American Studies is, is is being built finally. <laughs> the groundwork finally being blueprinted. Yeah, I doubt it. The boy got all of JP's money. That's funny, man. No, but uh, no, I'm like. <laughs> Well, I think that's hey, Willa, we'll be out it. there, bro. Uh, I'll be with me and a bunch of the boxing cats going to be out there December 5th for a boxing event out there in Dallas for the Spence fight, man. You got to come on by and check out the festivities. Yeah, no. Oh, I, you got to be I'll out be there, be huh? Out there. I'll yeah, be in Dallas. I'll be out there. I'll no definitely doubt. be out there, man. I, I got uh, me and my friends out there. Well, I'll say I definitely – as long as I pass this drug test, I'll be all good, man. So, I think we'll be. <laughs> I, I, I should be. I should be out there, man. Willa so, gonna uh, be there with his Dak Prescott jerseys. No, no, but I think that's where we're gonna end. Y'all, anybody got anything before we get out of here? Nah, I just, uh, nah. I just want to wish Michaela Mayer the best of luck in her first ever championship fight. You know, and. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, hey man, yeah. I, I got something to say. Whether you're uh, JP and Willard that's about to go vote for Trump, um, or not, you know, just go vote. Oh, I already voted, libertarian. Yeah, I know. No, I'm just saying for Trump. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and if no matter who you vote for, just vote. go vote. Yeah, Willard voted, voted for Ice Cube and voted for Ice Cube and hey. Kanye. I do got a question though, JP. I got a question for you, dog. Who you got? You got Murder Mook or Tay Rock this weekend? Oh God, damn! That's now that's what's to talk about. Oh uh, shit! I got Mook. Who you got? You got Murder Mook. I, I think I'm probably going. I'm riding with. I'm probably riding with Tay Rock on this one, dog. But we're gonna see. Murder Mook. Murder Mook is sort of boring, dog. He's fucking boring. No. But I think y'all, y'all guys know what the fuck good. we're talking about. No, they ain't I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. Them rap battles and all that stuff. No, I, you know, a good homie of mine, man. He's, you know, he be he's real into that because he's a he a little rapper and stuff. He's real big in that shit. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've heard I've heard Mook before. Mook Mook's nice, you know. But yeah, he can know. rap. He's boring. Yeah, he's boring, man. But. Yeah, that's coming on this weekend too, man. So got a, a lot of stuff going on, man. The uh, the streams is gonna be live at the crib this weekend and passing out candy. Anybody passing out candy this weekend? Or y'all, I know y'all shut down out there on the on the west coast, huh? Ain't no ain't no Halloween out there. Huh? Nah, no, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be popping over here, bro. I got my whole shit set up over here, bro. All, all festive over here and whatnot. So yeah, I'll be passing out. Now, are seeing a different part of Cali though compared to me? Are seen damn near in Texas of Cali, where they don't sniff. I'm not sure if that's. I'm, I'm not sure if that's <laughs> equivalent. I'm not sure that's a fair equivalent. But you are more of a. a country, I don't know. The country's. The no, right he one, is. He's like in the a, country. When I was out in that area, okay. they had oil fields and shit. It reminded right. me of Texas. Yeah. This is much yeah. different compared to, you know, Los Angeles. Agriculture. Or oh, yeah. So, but y'all shut down, huh, JP? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, ain't, ain't nothing happening. My, I got friends who's talking about doing a trunk or treat, which is new to me. That's basically we go to some kind of parking lot at a damn grocery store, and we all dress up our trunks and um, the trunks of our cars. 
and the kids walk around the parking lot to different parents' cars where we have candy for them. I'm like, whatever, man. Whatever. Yeah, yeah Papa JP's going to do that, dog. You know I'm you're like, going to be out there doing that, dog. But I don't yeah, think man. I'm fucking well, with it. He's going to be cooning out there with the marshmallows. Cooning with marshmallows and, and chocolate. Make it s'mores. <laughs> I forgot stuff. about them s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> the dessert of cooling is out there, dog. The, the, the dessert of cooling. Niggas can't even yeah. have marshmallows. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That boy just do marshmallows uh, hey. and graham crackers. He don't want the chocolate. He say get that, get that black stuff hey, out of here, days, dog. Hey, these days, it's, because, it's gotten <laughs> to the point now, in election, because you know how everything changes in election season? Once you get to election season, a difference in the, of opinion between two black people, all of a sudden you a coon on both sides. One side calling you a coon, the other side calling you a coon. It's like we fight each other over who's, who's a bigger coon. I don't even know what the fuck to do no more. I'm fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, a nigga these days is tough, boy. <laughs> shit, they got divided and fractioned so many ways. It's, it's, it then got strange. It then got strange. It ain't never been this tough yeah. to be a nigga, man. It ain't, man. It ain't, man. So, uh, yeah, fellas, I want to I want to thank you oh, for coming out coming out tonight, man. Getting it uh, getting it done. We'll have a show hopefully on Sunday, uh, going over the fights, man. Uh, everybody have yeah, a yeah. happy Halloween. Those who can do it, and uh, we'll catch y'all on Sunday, man. Peace out from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We out.